Good afternoon, everyone. Um, I just thought I'd take this time out to say God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. We're going to go into prayer. Lord, thank you for watching over us and waking us up and carrying us through this day. And we ask, Lord, that you give us the spiritual wisdom by way of Jesus Christ to receive not that of ourselves or speak not that of ourselves, but to speak that which you have ordained for us to speak. These things we ask in the name of the Heavenly Father, the Son, Holy Spirit, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. So today, uh, I wanted to touch on uh, something out of the book of Jeremiah. Something out of the book of Jeremiah. And it was out of the first chapter if you can turn your Bibles to Jeremiah chapter one, as I'm turning with you. Yes, and here we are. We find uh, Jeremiah, and we're gonna go. We're gonna jump to verse four, and it says this. Then the word of the Lord came unto me, saying, "This is Jeremiah talking. Before I formed thee in the belly." I knew thee, and before thou camest forth out of the womb, I sanctified thee, and I ordained thee a, a prophet unto the nations. Then said I, this is Jeremiah talking back to the Lord, Oh, Lord God, behold, I cannot speak, for I am a child. But the Lord said unto me, Say not, I am a child, for thou shalt go to all that I shall send thee, and whatsoever I command thee, thou shalt speak. And then the Lord goes even further and says, Be not afraid of their faces, for I am with thee to deliver thee, saith the Lord. Verse 9, Then the Lord put forth his hand and touched my mouth. And the Lord said unto me, Behold, I have put my words in thy mouth. See, I have this day set thee over the nations and over the kingdoms to root out and to pull down and to destroy, throw down, to build and to plant. Moreover, the word, and I amen. And you see, as we see here, the Lord telling Jeremiah at a very early age, as we can see Jeremiah is telling him, I'm a child, I'm young. And the Lord decides to let him know, no, don't tell me you're a child. Don't tell me you're a child. Just do what I tell you to do. What does that tell you, saints? That if you are an ordained prophet, if you are ordained by the Lord to deliver a message or a word or a scripture or a kind gesture that you are to do it, but watch what he says next. So what do we find here? We find the Lord ordaining Jeremiah to be a prophet to his nations, not just his nations, but the word says to the nations, plural. The Lord ordained Jeremiah to be a messenger and a deliverer of his holy word and commands to his people. 
the Lord stepped forth and stretched his hands to touch the mouth of Jeremiah and ordained it to speak the words of which the Lord had for him to speak. Now, what do we find here? We find Jeremiah what? In doubt of himself. We find Jeremiah lost within himself. We find Jeremiah without understanding of the true ability for which God has called and ordained him to do. We find Jeremiah lost within the think the thought of feeling that he as a child would not be able to carry out the will of God. Then what do we find here? We find God letting Jeremiah know, wait a minute, what does God tell him? What does God say to him? God says, and the Lord say not, and this is in chapter, I mean, this is in verse seven of chapter one in the book of Jeremiah. He said, say not unto me, I am a child, for thou shalt go to all that I shall send thee, and whatsoever I command thee, shalt thou shalt speak. It reminds me of Jesus telling uh, Nicodemus, you know, that unless you be born again, you know, let's say you, 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 be, you be born again like this child, you, you, you cannot receive the kingdom. Um, here, we have Jeremiah in doubt. Jeremiah is lost within himself in doubt. But what does God see in him? As the song by Marvin Sapp just stated, God sees the best in him. God sees the best in all of us. You may think because of it's something that you may have done and something that you may have lived in your life or some act that you've committed that will separate you from God. But I'm here to tell you that God sees the best in you. And when God has ordained and called you to do a work for him, he will make sure that you are protected, prepared and ready to deliver the message for which he has called you to be delivering. Do not fear what man will think. As you will find, watch this, the next part, and what he tells them, what does he tell Jeremiah? He tells Jeremiah not to fear their faces. You know, not don't be worried about what they're thinking. Don't be worried about what's on their mind because I am your God. I have you protected. So do not be afraid when God has ordained or called you to do something. You are to try your best to step out on faith. Ordaining him a prophet, con connecting Jeremiah to what it was he wanted him to do. And he will do the same for you. He already has. In your life, there has probably been times there were things that you needed to say to someone that you held back because you were worried about what they thought. But sometimes we have to put aside what we think of the world or what the world thinks of us or how we want the world to view us to sacrifice that in obedience to God, because our obedience to God is the only thing that's going to carry us into the kingdom of heaven. There is nothing else that will carry us from the darkness of the ways of the world and out of the valley of the shadow of death and into the land of milk and honey. What is the land of milk and honey? The land of milk and honey is the promised land. What is the promised land? The place where the Lord reckoned, the place the Lord made for those who believe and follow his word. Where is our promised land? Heaven. Where is heaven with God in his presence continually in the presence of the son and the father praising God night and day, day and night. But how do we get there? 
we step out on faith. When God has called you to do something, there is nothing that the enemy can do to come against it. There is nothing that the enemy can do to stop it. The enemy has a boss. Do you know what his name is? His name is God. Now, for some of you who may be wondering, you're going to ask me, you're going to say to yourself, self, you're going to say, how do you know that the devil answers to God? How do you know that Satan is a subordinate of Jehovah God? Okay, for you, those people, I'm going to have you turn to the, I want you to guide, I want you to turn with me to the book of Job, the book of Job chapter one. And uh, here you will, this should put all that to rest. Okay. And uh, here we are. Here we go. Look, there was a man in the land of Uz whose name was Job and that man was perfect. Wait a minute. What the Bible said, that man was what? Did the Bible just label a man like you and me? A born of flesh. Did the Bible just label that man perfect? Why, yes, it did. Um, uh, so that man was perfect, upright, and one that feared God and is skewed. Skewed means hated evil. Perfect in this sense is, means blameless. Like, this man was blameless. And he hated evil. So now moving down to, uh, it was down, as you see from there, you find that uh, we go down to ch chapter verse six and you will find this, watch this. Now there was a day when the sons of God, these are angels, the sons of God are angels, came to present themselves before the Lord and to present themselves before the Lord and Satan came amongst them also. Did you hear that? They came to present themselves to give an account of everything that was going on and Satan was with them. He has to come give an account and present himself to God. God is his boss. Watch this. So there you have it right there and you find that Satan has a boss and his boss's name is God. But let you must understand that if, if 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 you are my employee and 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 uh, you can't do anything that I have not put in your employee outline, anything that I won't allow, anything that I have not given you permission to do, you are underneath me. You are my subordinate. You are beneath me. I say I have to say so, and the final say in everything that goes on. And that's what Satan is to God. He in, in, he's somewhat like an employee. He has the ability only to do that which God has offered him to do or allowed, allowed him to do. So by this time, you're probably wondering, where am I going with this? Well, first, before I do that, I want to finish this part with you. The first show you this. If we go down to seven of chap of, cha of uh, the book of Job, chapter one, verse seven, and the Lord said unto Satan, whence cometh thou? 
Where did you come from? Where are you coming from? Well, you know what you up to? Then Satan answered the Lord and said, from going to and fro in the earth and from walking up and down. And so that means he's going through there just, you know, you say he walked about as a roaring lion. So he's going through there, just tearing, trampling through it, just causing trouble and wreaking havoc. What are you doing? I'm walking all over the people. I'm walking through the people. I'm, I'm trying my best to just do what my job is. And the Lord said unto Satan. Now watch this. Pay very close attention to this. Has thou considered my servant Job? There is none like him in the earth, a perfect and upright man, one that fears God and hates evil. Did you hear that, people? He said, have thou considered, have you considered, did you, what about Job over there? You, you seen him? That dude, he, <laughs> he followed me. He, he rolled with me. That's, that's my boy right there. Job, that's my boy. I know him. Yeah, he ain't, he, he won't roll with you no matter. Watch it, watch it. He said, watch what Satan say. Satan said to him, and Satan answered to the Lord and said, do a Job fear God for not like you? Do you, does he fear you for nothing? I mean, is he? Hey, does he fear you? Why does he fear you? I mean, come on, Lord. You know, he's saying, God, why does he fear you? What you what you doing for him? What you blessing him with? Uh, has thou not made, uh, this is 10, verse 10, has thou not made a hedge about him and about his house and about all that he has on every side? Now, have, have you not given him everything? Does he not? Is he not protected by you? Uh, is you are you not watching over him? Of course he with you. Of course he going to roll with you. You got him. You know, he said, "Thou hast blessed the work of his hands. Thou hast, and the substance of his and his hands and his substance is increased in the land. So you, he has everything he needs. He got everything. You want to bless him? He got it. You watching over him? Yeah, he got. Yeah, he with you. Yeah, he with you. And um, he says, so the Lord says, um, well, we'll put forth. He said, the devil try to trick God. He tried to trick God. Tell him, put forth." All that he said, put forth thine hand now and touch all that he hath, and he will curse thee to thy face. He's telling God to do something to Job. But watch what God says, because this is this is just let you know right here, people, that God does not harm you. God does not tempt you. God does not hurt you. Sickness doesn't come up on you because of God. None of this happens because God put, does it to you. Watch what he tells Satan in uh, chapter uh, one of the book of Job, J-O-B, uh, Job, uh, um, chapter one, verse 12. And the Lord said unto Satan, behold, all that he hath is in thy power. So all that he has is in your power, only upon himself. Put not forth thine hand. So look, all that he has is in your power. So Satan, I'm not going to do anything to him because I don't wish no harm for my children. But I'll allow I'll allow you to do a little bit. I'll allow you to have all that he has in his hand. But watch, he gives him restrictions and limitations like a boss gives his worker, gives his subordinate, gives his underling, his underboss, his, 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 his pawns. Watch this. Um, he says, uh, uh, oh, okay, it is in thy power. And uh, only upon, look, only upon himself put, not forth thine hand. Wait a minute. Did he just say, wait a minute, is that a rule? He said only forth himself. He's telling him only upon himself, himself, himself is Job. Only upon Job can you not touch. You can't touch Job. You can take everything you got. Take his money. 
Take his cars. I mean, if I'm just trying to equate it to if it was these days, if it was a great present, take his money, take his house, take his family, take everything from him. But you can't take his life. You cannot take his life. You can take everything else, but you cannot take his life. Watch this. So Satan went forth from the presence of the Lord. See, and, and so he sent him out to go do his bit, to go do, to go would do what he allowed him to do. How do we know? All right, so let's do a recap here. In six, we find out that the devil has to present himself before his employer. He has to present himself before his his ruler. His, he, he has to present himself before his God. Yes, yes, Jehovah is Satan's God. Yes, 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 I said it. Yes, and in, and, and in eight, we find the Lord offering up Job for a test because Job already has everything. He's already blessed, but he always gives. He sacrifices to God. He sacrifices for his children. He sacrifices for his wife. He sacrifices for himself. He hates evil. So here we have the real test. The test is to show the enemy that God knows us and God knows us inside and out and that we will rely on him. He knows who will break and he knows who will hold fast. Once again, watch this in eight. The Lord said unto Satan in chapter, this is verse eight again. Uh, this is what we find him saying. Have thou considered my servant Job? There is none like him in the earth. Look, none like him in the earth. This is God talking about you. This is God talking about Job. This is God talking about anyone who is going through something right now. He said he's a up, he's a perfect and upright man. One that feareth God and excuseth. He hates evil. And Satan thinking he can trick his God. Tried to get God to do harm to one of his beloved whom he just got through bigging up. He just got through giving props to like, look, say you, this dude right here is my guy. I, that's my go-to guy. You know, in football, when you got that go-to guy, you, the, the LeBrons and the Kobe's and the Jordans, Job was that guy at that time, in that period of, of time. Job was God's go-to guy. Come in, Job. Step in. Step in, Job. Step in, man. I need you to go get the game back on balance. We know we got to show these dudes we won't win. You know, and um, this is how God looks at it. You know, God knows the end result of everything. You have to rely on the fact that God knows you. But look how Job, how God uses Job. He uses a man on the earth, born of sinful flesh, but hates evil to show the enemy. Only God knows you and your bending and breaking capabilities. The devil's job is simply to pounce upon you over and over. But what? He has limitations and he cannot do it without coming to God. So in closing, what do we find? 
we find out what? We find out this. We find out that when God has ordained you to do something and sends you on a mission out to go preach his word or deliver a message, there is nothing that can come against you. And he believes in you more than you believe in yourself. He has ordained you to do it so he will make a way for you. And there is nothing that can come against you that he has not allowed to come against you because he knows you are already have the power to defeat it. He knows you inside and out. He created you. You were with him before you were in your mother. You were with him before your the foundations of the earth. He knows that you can defeat the enemy, so he has allowed this purpose to come to remind you of who he is and what he has in you. Not only for the fact that he wants you to rely and believe rely on him and believe in him, but because he believes in you. He believes in your ability to go against and withstand the enemy's tricks, temptations, and tribulations because he has made you a conqueror. He has made you a warrior. He has made you a winner. He has made you the tail and not the tail. He has made you a, a, a he has made you a sacrifice for those around you, but he has made you to be seen when you come through that test of fire. He has made you to shine like gold. He has made you to glimmer like the diamond. He has made you to be protected. He has made you to be a protector. He can, there is nothing that you are going through right now. Someone listening to this right now has lost a loved one, but God is carrying you through that. Someone is listening to this has someone who is sick in the hospital, but God is carrying you through that. Someone who is listening to this right now has pain in abundance, but God has already carried you through that. Someone who is listening to this is lost and doesn't know their purpose in life. Well, I mean, I'm here to tell you your purpose in life is to follow God. Your purpose in life is to live by the example set by Jesus Christ. Your purpose in life is to come to that Bible, open it up, ask God for the understanding that he would like you to understand in Jesus Oh, in the name of Jesus Christ, amen, and read, and God will make it plain. And if you still don't understand, he will send you to or to you a teacher to help you rightly divide his word in the spirit on one accord as led by the Holy Spirit. You are a winner. You are a champion. You are a, a, a conqueror. You are a you can overcome every obstacle. You can only be stopped by you. Let me say that again in the name of Jesus Christ. Only you can stop you. Only yourself can stop self. The enemy only can present the obstacle and can only present the thoughts. It is your action and your choice that makes everything reality. If you allow the enemy to tell you you're worthless and you sit there and you react and you allow people to treat you like you're worthless, then you will become worthless. If you allow this obstacle of the, uh, you didn't get the promotion in the job that you wanted, you put in an application they're not calling it because it's not on your time. It's not even on the employer's time. It's on God's time. Who do you believe in? If 
you have someone right now that's in the hospital or that has passed away, give it to God. As hard as it may seem, you pray and you ask the Lord to help you and you believe. Don't pray too, don't pray about the same thing more than once. Believe that God has already paid the price. When Jesus hung on that cross and shed his blood and water, which came from his side when he was pierced, he defeated everything the enemy ever tried. Even before he came, the enemy was already a defeated foe. Remember, God is amazing. God is unchallenged. God is unmatched. God has no equal. God cannot be defeated by man or nor any other creation whom he has created. Satan is a creation just like you and I, just like your children, just like the animals of the field, just like the trees and the land planted into the soil, just like the flowers that bloom in spring. The devil is a creation as well, and you cannot beat the creator as he has created you. Remember, my children, God is amazing. God is awesome. God's love is undying, unchanging. If you if you feel like God is far away from you, it's because you are far away from him. He does not leave nor abandon nor forsake you. He is always there and he cares about you. There is nothing that you are going through at this particular time that God is not standing in the trenches with you fighting the devil tooth and nail. You have the victory. You have already won. The devil is a defeated foe. What does that mean? Defeated foe. Defeated foe means, let's just say the devil's a defeated foe. Let's say this was a boxing match. The devil, you in there with God on your side, the Holy Spirit within you. The devil is in there with no arms, no legs. He's he just a torso with a mouth to put thoughts in your head. Just the mouth. But you got every tool. You got the sword of the spirit, which is the Bible. You got Jesus, the Holy Spirit, God. You have all that on your team and you have your arms. You have your legs. You have your feet. You have your mouth. You have your mind. Your choices are your choices. What do you believe in? Remember this. The devil has limits. The devil the devil is limited. Satan has limitations. He cannot do anything other than what you allow him to do. You're going to say, well, what do you mean anything other than what I allow? The Bible says the wages of sin is death. How does the devil allow, is allowed to work in your life? How is he allowed? He's allowed by your sins. Whatever you do that you know that God would not like, stealing, lying, fornication, adultery, murder, uh, whatever, coveting, um, um, gluttony, eating too, it's a lot of things that can cut you off from the glory of God. The wages of sin is death, though, so says the Bible. So every time you do something that you're not supposed to do, which usually is the low, the excuse me, the enemy, the enemy putting these thoughts in your head. What does he do? He doesn't know if they work. He doesn't know when they work until you pray, till you take action.
when you act on the thoughts that he put in your head, he knows whether or not they work. Now, if you react negatively, if you do the bad thing into it as a reaction, then he knows he got you. But if you do something good in reaction, in response to the negative he puts in you, then he knows you're a child of God and he can't touch you. But that doesn't mean he's going to stop. Just know this boxing match that you're in against Satan in the dark prince's palace, which are the demons that roll with him, the dark guy, the, 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 devil's, the devil's crew, his, his boys. The demons are his crew. Those are his boys. That's who he rolling with. Now, these are the ones that you are warring with, but they also are just a torso. They're just a body without arms and legs. They can't touch you. Only thing they can do is put thoughts in your head, left and right, and you are the one who condemns yourself and opens up the door for death to fall in your life. And if you do have someone that is hurt, ill, sick, or have passed on, God is trying to talk to you that there's some sin that is in your life and that you have opened up a door for him for the enemy to come in and go to God and say, look at him, can I go work on him? And then he gives it to them. And, he, and the Lord will grant him that time if it can be made, if he knows within you that you will not succumb to it and bend and break, but instead you will come home to God, he allow that to work in your life. So in closing, remember, you already won. Everything that you face, you have already defeated. Every problem in your life, you have already you have already won. Every battle, you have already won. Every obstacle or mountain, you have already climbed and came back down on the other side. If you believe in the sacrifice that was made by Jesus Christ on the cross for your sins, and you walk in it, how do you walk in it? How do you live it? you pray to God, you ask him about whatever that problem is, then after that, you do not pray for it again. You instead thank God, thank him, thank him for the victory. And always remember, when you go to prayer, you have to go to God blamelessly. So that blamelessly, what do you mean? I mean, you have to come to God clean, with a clean slate. So you're going to what you're going to do first is you're going to ask God to forgive you for all your sins, forgive you for all your sins. If you have it, if you have it, you ask God, you ask God to forgive you for all your sins in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Boom. The Bible says he will cast everything you've ever done before that point into the sea of forgiveness. You accept the Lord Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior. You tell him, Lord, that you see that he's the Lord of your life. Boom, you in. They say he will cast it into the sea of forgiveness. You don't, you'll be the only, if, you, if those thoughts about what you did come back to you, that'll be you holding on to him or the enemy trying to put it back in your head. Because God done forgot about him. God done forgot about him. All he sees is a new you. And then the next stage, you know, you, you get to a church and get baptized, dipped into that water and brought back out. Why? Because that is a signification of you dying to the flesh and the ways of the world and coming out clean in the spirit. This is your calling. 
and then you come to God. And one, like I said, once you pray, you thank him for the victory and you move on and you, you thank him. Every time you think about it, you thank him for the, when you pray next time, Lord, like say if you're praying, um, you're praying for, uh, uh, you're praying for a family member to be healed. Uh, you're praying for a, a, a family member who's in the hospital. Lord, please, I come to you right now. Lord, please forgive me for anything that I've done, any sin that I've committed that's unlike you. And if you know what the sin is, call it out. Just forgive me for lying. Forgive me for stealing. Forgive me for this. Forgive me for that, Lord, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Then you come to him. Lord, uh, I, my heart is heavy right now. Lord, you know, my my. My, my sister such and such or whoever is in the hospital and, and right now Lord they really need your help and you know and I know you can do it and I believe it Lord in, in, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ and next time you come to pray about that Lord I thank you I know you working on my sister Lord I know you blessing her I know you healing her and, and, and I just thank you because I can feel it I know you with me Jesus name, amen. Next time you come in, Lord, I know the change is happening. I know you in there working on her mind and her spirit. You, you, you're just thanking him. Lord, I thank you. Thanking him after that. Because what is that doing? That is showing God that you believe in what he's saying, what you pray. If you keep praying about the same thing, over and over, Lord, I, Lord, please heal my, no, not like that. Lord, please heal my sister. Lord, please heal my sister. Lord, my sister's sick. Can you please heal her? You know, it, you're saying, Lord, what are you telling? You're telling you don't believe in Him. The Bible says you're supposed to pray as if it all. You pray to Him like it's already happened. You thank Him for the blessing, like it's already happened, like it's already here. Once you prayed, you thank Him like it's already here. So, remember, God has already fought for you. God has been fighting for you since before you were fighting for you and since before you had to endure the pressures and temptations of the enemy and of this world. So walk with God, stay with God, live with God, never let go of God's unchanging hand. Talk to him. You don't have to just always get down and pray. You can walk through your day. Lord, thank you for watching over me. Lord, I love you. Lord, I love you so much. You're a great God. You're a mighty God. I love what you do for me. Talk to him and watch him talk back. Until next time, I love you. Jesus loves you. We all love you. And we are all one under the name of Jesus Christ. You guys have a blessed one. And I hope this reached out. Now, let's go ahead and close out in prayer. Lord, I come to you right now, Lord, and I just thank you for all those who listened to the entire program. I come to you, Father, and I thank you for your for your blessing, for your anointing of the Spirit. I thank you for your word, your wisdom, and your knowledge. I thank you for all those who have, uh, we have prayed for that you are healing right now in the name of Jesus. And I thank you for comforting those who have lost loved ones, Lord. I, I thank you for the meals that we eat, Lord, and the clothes on our backs and the shoes on our feet. Thank you for making a way, Lord, making the cricket way straight and the rough path smooth and, and, and going before, sending your angels before us in every path of every direction in which we should go so that we will win. I just thank you, Lord, 
for the brother whose whose mother is ill and, 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 and that you are protecting and guiding and keeping her and protecting her and allowing her to see day and another day and another day whose father is in the same situation whose sister whoever it is in their family Lord thank you for providing money for those who are who have not much money providing food for those who have not much food and I just thank you for your wisdom knowledge and understanding you are an awesome God a mighty God a glorious God a gracious God and we extend all praise to you. God bless you as you go forth throughout this as you go forth throughout this day and through the rest of your life. I pray that the Lord walk with you every step. But give it to Him, walk with Him, talk to Him, praise His holy name. What is praise? Sing to Him, sing to His holy name, sing His praises. Find gospel artists for gospel songs you like. Lord, send them the gospel songs you want them to have. And Lord, just thank you for allowing me to be a vessel of Your holy way, will, and message. These things I thank you in the name of the heavenly father son and the holy spirit in the name of the lord jesus christ almighty amen you guys have a blessed day go and be with god